Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to Ten of Meaning Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana. And today is the day. It is Revelation 22 time. All right, it is the last chapter of the last book in the Bible. And we are going to dive right on in. Mm -hmm. We saw in Revelation 21 last week where everything ended as, you know, nothing unclean could come into the city. Mm -hmm. Right? The new city has come down and now nothing unclean can come in there and there's a lot of details that we went through mm -hmm. to see and explain this new city. And we're going to get into Revelation 22 where it continues to explain what the city has to entail. Right? Now what I want you to do is understand this is truly a new city. It's a new heaven, a new earth. The whole the old earth has passed away. We've seen that. Right? Right. Think of it as you being in Christ and the old you has passed away and the new you has come down. Okay? Okay. Nothing unclean can come into the city. Just like in yourself, once you become a new creature, mm -hmm. right? Nothing unclean can be in you. Right. Now, the job of us once we are once we are renewed, we become a new creature, is to stay clean. Right? Mm -hmm. So when we are dealing with things that are unclean, we are to clean them out. Keep them out of our new kingdom. Right? Right? That's right. Protect your kingdom at all costs. 
Don't let anything taint your kingdom. So we're going to get into Revelation 22. And we will see a contrast between us keeping ourselves clean and, and seeing this what's going on in Revelation as we go along. So Revelation 22 and 1, and it says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal. Now remember, in the old earth that just passed away, there was water, and he said, there was no need for water here. He said that last week. So now we see, he says, the angel showed me the river of water of life. Remember, death is no more. So that's all you got. <laughs> As crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. Through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life, mm -hmm. with its twelve kind of fruits, mm -hmm. yielding its fruit each month. Yeah. Now, you know, you will hear some people will tell you that once we get into the new heaven and the new earth, um, time doesn't matter anymore. That's a lie. We have time. Time still exists. Mm -hmm. It tells you right here that it is 12 kind of fruits that is on this tree that's going to yield every month. Every month. Mm -hmm. If there is a every month, then there is a every year. There is a every week. There is a every second. There is a every hour. Right. Mm -hmm. That's time. time. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. The leaves of this tree were for the healing of the nation. Even if we didn't have clocks, it doesn't matter. You would know when the month is up, when the fruit changes. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right? Yes. How often does your fruit change? Mm. Right? Mm. How often does your fruit change? So now we have it says that the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nation. The healing of the nation. You, you grab the leaf and it heals the nation. Mm -hmm. Now we see in three, no longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. Nothing is accursed, everything is blessed. Mm -hmm. right. Now, notice it said. It talked about the tree of life. Mm -hmm. It didn't mention the tree of good and evil. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Right. It also says, no longer will anything be accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. Everything that you see and everything that you walk on, everything that you touch, everything has God and the Lamb in it. There is nothing that is created that didn't have God in it. Now, this is a thing that is true and to this day. We just don't recognize it all the time. But in this day, you would know that. You see? For it says, there will, they will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light or lamp or sun. For the Lord God will be their light. And they will reign forever and ever. Now we get into that forever and ever. Remember, we talked about forever. Forever's gone. <laughs> And now we're in the forever and ever. Mm -hmm. They will need no light or lamp or sun. Now think about it. We had the light because Jesus was the light of the world in a dark place. There is no lamp because the lamp was the thing that held the light in place. There is no need for a lamp, nor a light, or a sun to remind you of the darkness that's to come, and the darkness to remind you that the sun is coming back. All of those things were reminders of who God is. You don't need a reminder when all there is is God. <laughs> right? So, in conclusion of that, the lack of light and the lack of a lamp and the lack of a sun shows you that there is a constant God all the time. <laughs> Six says, and he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets has sent his angels to show his servant what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the word of the prophecy of this book. You keep the prophecy of this book? Blessed are you. Eight says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. And again, you know, we try not to forget 
that John is the one telling the story. <laughs> this is his revelation. And I can see how all of these things that happen from 1 to 21 all the way up to this point can be so overwhelming you don't know what to do. He just bowed down to whoever was in front of him because this is like way too much going on. Right. It's a lot. But they always point him in the right direction. You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book, worship God. Worship God. Don't worship me. I'm just a fellow servant like you. Can you imagine being in a place where there is nothing but good things? You see angels who we see as powerful beings and they see you and say, I'm just a servant just like you are. Me and you are just alike. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. When they see you as just one of them. Right. <laughs> you up here with me. Ten says, and he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoers still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy and the righteous still do right and the holy still be holy now let the evil people still do evil evil is an action word something you gotta do if you're just standing there you're not doing nothing evil you have to do something to show people how evil you are Okay. Filthy. Say be filthy. Let the filthy be filthy. Be filthy. Now we are supposed to be holy, for God is holy. Mm -hmm. But how do you stand there and be filthy? Mm. Just a mess. <laughs> wow. Right? <laughs> right. You ever seen somebody and just be like, they look a hot mess? <laughs> This is filthy. And let the righteous still do right. And the holy still be holy. Let them be holy. They holy, let them be holy. I can understand why this was told to John. Because John, like I said, it could be very overwhelming all of the stuff he's saying. And when he comes out of this... He's ready to go tell somebody. He's ready to go do something. He's ready to go shout to the heavens. And God is like, no. Just leave everybody alone. Right. Let everybody be who they're going to be. Because you're not going to be able to change nobody. Right. You on Patmos. In the middle of the water. <laughs> it's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can do. And that's, and you know, we have to allow people to be who they are. Because a lot of times, people learn 
how to trust God in being who they are. Mm -hmm. Paul was doing all kind of stuff when he learned mm -hmm. how to trust God. Right. Right? right. At the right. end of the day, it shows you, well, you know, well, Jesus knocked him off. Right. Mm -hmm. Jesus did that. Right. You can't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We can't we can't make people come to Christ. We just bring them. Right. They decide on whether they want to or not. Right, right. That's on them. Right. I say let all of these people do what they do. Right. Because you can't do anything about that. Mm. He says in 12 though, but behold, I am coming soon, mm. bringing my recompense with me. Repay each one for what he has done. Mm -hmm. Now you can't do yourself into heaven. Right. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. That is nothing you can do. You can't go out there and just do stuff and end up in heaven. Right. But you can definitely do a lot. You can do way too much and end up in hell. Right. <laughs> right. right. You're doing too much. Mm. You know, you can't you can't go to heaven by all of the people that you have blessed and doing it. You have to be obedient to God. Mm. You can't get to heaven by being a nice person. No. Right. You're just so nice. Mm always was giving. Mm. Did you give your life to Christ? Right. You gave to everybody but Christ. Mm -hmm. That was your downfall. Right. Yeah. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. He said, Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me. The worst thing you can have is Jesus say, yeah, you did this. You was great. You did all of these good things, but you never came to me. So I don't know you. Mm -hmm. This is why you get this. Mm -hmm. That I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what you've done on this earth, I don't care how good it was to the people. Mm -hmm. You never brought Jesus into your life with him. It's so sad yeah. that a lifetime of good deeds still earn you a place in hell. Mm -hmm. right. Because you refuse to bow down to the one person or the one spirit who can help you. It's really a slap in the face to be honest because you would say, well, he did all of these good things and you still went to hell? Yeah, because you never show any reverence to the person who gave you life to be able to do those things. Right. You think you just woke up on your own and decided to do all of these good things? Right. And see, in that case, all it became was busy work to keep you from Christ. Right. This is how your life becomes a witness against you. Mm -hmm. All your good deeds was just 
It was just busy work to keep you away from Christ. And you busied yourself right on to the grave. Right. When you go to Revelation 1, I mean 2, and you read about the seven churches, the first church, mm -hmm. the first church with the first thing that God, Jesus has against them is they lost the love that they had at first. Mm -hmm. They was doing all of these good things in the church, but you forgot about God. Right. You get so good at the church work, you forgot about who gave it to you. Mm -hmm. We can't leave Christ out of our lives, out of our marriages, out of our homes, out of our decision making. We can't. Right. It's going to hurt you in the end. 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Jesus says this. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last. So when there was a beginning to have, He was there. And at the end of the earth, he was there. He's the first and the last. And then it says in, he's the beginning and the end. The first, the last, beginning, the end, the alpha, omega. There's nothing that you can, you can't grab anything before God. You can't grab anything after God. There's just God. When was God born? He's always existed. How is that possible? Exactly. That's why he's God. <laughs> Blessed are those who wash their robes in 14 so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Right. All the ones that have washed their robes, what do they have to wash their robes for? Because of the blood that was shed. Because these were the people that were that were being persecuted for God's sake. Mm -hmm. For their beliefs. It says, blessed are those who wash their robes. So they may have the right to the tree of life. You have a right to when you when you die for Christ. You didn't give up. You know you didn't give up on God. You didn't give up your belief, and because you didn't give up your belief mm -hmm. and you died in Christ, mm -hmm. you have a right mm -hmm. to the tree. That's right. 15 says, outsides are, dog, are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexual immoralities and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Yeah. <laughs> Outside this realm is darkness. <laughs> 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angels to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am not 
I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. He makes it clear who this is. I, Jesus, have sent my angels to testify to you these things for the churches. Because remember, this goes back to him talking to the churches. <laughs> this revelation was made for the churches to understand this is, this is what's going to happen. This is the inside scoop for the churches to understand. This is where the world is heading. And you need to know that as a person in Christ. He gives you the secret before you get out there and get caught in it. Scripture says he gives us a warning before the storm. This was the warning before this storm happens in Revelation. The spirit and the bride said, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. These are the people that need to come. If you're thirsty for Christ, come to Christ. Mm -hmm. Right? The people who hear and they understand, come to Christ. And it says, let the ones who desire take the water of life without price. Take the Holy Spirit. Ain't no price for that. Learn who you really are. Mm -hmm. You have to be born again. Mm-hmm. It's funny how the Bible tells you you're a new creature when you come to Christ. We talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny because it says you become a new creature. Until you become a new creature, you're just a creature. Right. <laughs> right. That's messed up. <laughs> what do you think about walking around a creature. Mm-hmm. People go, you know, in Christ, they say, well, I'm a new creature. Yeah, because before that, you was just a creature. You were some kind of creature, but you're a new one now. And that's the way it goes. We become new creatures. We're not what we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We don't walk the same walk. We don't talk the same talk. Mm -hmm. We don't frequent the places we used to frequent. Mm -hmm. You change all the way around. Mm -hmm. We expect God to change us in the things that we have, but we don't want to change ourselves. Mm -hmm. God is not going to change your circumstance if you are not willing to change with it. Right. Right? Right? You will not go and jump in the mud and then come in and put on new clothes. Uh-huh. You have to clean yourself up first. Because right, right. if you don't, your new clothes are going to be filthy just like you. Right. Right? Yeah. right? right. Somewhere along the line, you're going to have to wash yourself off. Uh-huh. Cleanse yourself. 
18 says, I warn everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. You start adding stuff to this book, you're going to get something added to you. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. You go into the lake of fire, because that's all that's left. You can't take away, and you can't add. There's nothing to add to this book. There's nothing to take away from this book. Everything in this book makes sense. To the degree you can't leave anything out of it. The reason we go through the whole, uh, the whole book of Revelation, how we went through it, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse, is because it's one long revelation. And if you take something out of it, you can't. <laughs> you can't preach from one piece of this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tell it, you got to tell it all. Because one chapter is going to lead you to another one. Mm-hmm. And this chapter that you're in, it came from over here. Mm-hmm. In the chapter before that one. And it's just an ongoing thing until it's done. Right. You can't take away from it or you can't add to it. Right. It is what it is. 19 says, no, and 20 says, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. 21 says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. 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 So it is. It is so. This book starts out in the beginning and it ends with an amen. It shows you all of this stuff is true. Now we have to see. Now you can imagine John waking up from this or coming out of this or However he got out of it. <laughs> it was a revelation. So I don't know if he was daydreaming. Whatever the case may be. Whatever he came out of. He had a lot on his mind. But you have to know. Once you hear all of these things. This doesn't do anything but strengthen your walk. Because you see. After all of the devastation that we're going through now, and you see all of the devastation that we are going to go, that man is going to go through at this time, there is an end result that results in perfect peace. Right? And that's the winner. If you notice in this chapter, it said nothing about good. It says nothing about bad. Right. It doesn't mention good. Because there's nothing but God. We talked about that earlier. About how there is a good because there was an evil. 
there's an evil because there's a good. You won't know what's evil until you see somebody good. Right. You won't know what's good until you see somebody do something evil. But at this point, good and evil doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. There's just God. Uh -huh. And because God is truth, that's all we have. Come to the truth. And the problem with us as human beings right now is we deal too much in good and evil. We see good and evil in the world today and we want to join sides. We want to take a side. Well, I'm joining the cause because that's over there is evil. They shouldn't be doing that. Well, this is the evil side over here. They're good and we're going to do this. Everybody's taking sides. And that don't do nothing but take you away from what you're supposed to be doing. Is watching and praying. Understanding the signs of the times. You know the Bible tells us that old men are going to dream dreams. And I watch the dream dreams. And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to dream a lot, a lot of stuff. A lot of old men dream stuff all the time. I don't understand. But thinking about an old man dreaming dream. Think about the quarterback. He's an older guy. Who won a Super Bowl. Old as he is. George Foreman. An old man. Older guy. 40-some years old. Won... The heavyweight champion of the world. Mm -hmm. Nobody had won at his age. Mm -hmm. These are old men dreaming dreams. Mm -hmm. Winning Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. Winning world championships. Yeah. Heavyweight champion of the world at 40-something years old. I think he was 43 or 46, something like that. He was the oldest one when he won that championship. Yeah. Hadn't had a, he hadn't had a championship since the 70s. <laughs> right? And these are signs of the times. And we see it. And now Mike Tyson has come back and he's fighting again. These are old men dreaming dreams. All of these things are coming to pass. You just have to see the signs and understand the Bible. Really pay attention. Yeah. Read your Bible, study your Bible, understand your Bible. Mm -hmm. Watch how God gives you the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of His Word. Mm -hmm. That's why I ask for all the time. Because I want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't have to read all of the different news clips and all that stuff. I can just watch the Silence of Times. That's more exciting to me. Watching what God doing, they're seeing what these people doing out here in the streets. Yeah. Right? Right. So make God your priority. Uh -huh. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Yes. And again, we talk about this every week, and avoid all of this. You don't have to go through this. You don't have to put your relatives through this because you're not teaching them the Bible. Get in church. Get them in church. Right? Right. 
Read for yourself. Learn some of this stuff. Uh -huh. I've been hearing stories about people who are in these churches and they're not learning anything and nobody wants to teach them anything. They ask questions in church and they don't get their questions answered. What is church for if you're not going to answer the questions of the people? We have to equip the people. We went through a pandemic and all the churches shut down. That was the first one. The next one would be worse than that. Are the people in the churches equipped for another pandemic? We have to equip the people. Teach them how to come to Christ on their own when they don't have leaders around. Yeah. Right, right. Instead of waiting until they come to the church and being a leader to the people and a shepherd over here and I'm shepherding, this is my flock, all of that. Ah. Uh -huh. Teach these people how to fend for themselves. That's what the Bible told us to do. Read for yourself. Right? right? And the only way you'll be able to read for yourself is if you taught how to. Right. Well, if they're supposed to read for themselves, well, what's the scripture about when they say, how can I, they know if they're not being taught? Right. Teach them how to fend for themselves. Right. When you're not around, they need to know how to equip themselves with the whole armor of God. They should be able to say, yeah, I haven't been able to go to church, but my pastor showed me how to fend for myself in Christ when I need to. Right. Right. Now, you teach somebody that, they can't wait to go back to church. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for another day. We thank you. For these scriptures today, how we learned about this new heaven, this new earth, and the river of life, and how all of these things are going to come together in the end, and it's all going to work out for our good, because you have set these things in motion already. Father, we thank you. We praise your name in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray and we say amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Watching Tenamini Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.